Yes, one, two, one, two. Good day, good day, everybody, and welcome to episode five of the podcast. You join us from Queensland. (laughs) We've taken this on the road. Well, hey, everybody. This is episode five of the Heaven Series podcast that we've been putting out through Andover Baptist Church over the last week or whenever you're joining from. And uh, we hope that this is really helping you to dig deeper into the series that we're going through on Sundays at the moment. You can catch up on any of the series on our YouTube channel or come along in the building on a Sunday. We would love to welcome you. And um, we've been looking in this series about how what we believe about heaven makes a difference to how we live now and how we feel now as well, I guess. And talking specifically this week about the hope that is stored up for us in heaven and how that brings us hope for our lives right now and I am here with Chris. Hello Chris. Hey Becky, good to be back again. Yeah, it's good isn't it? We're enjoying this. I'm really, really enjoying it. I hope it's coming across well to other people but Mm. um, yeah, I've been having a great time. (laughs) If nothing else, (laughs) we had fun. (laughs) Exactly. I feel like I've been learning loads as well um, from the conversation, from bits of the research that we did in preparation Mm. for this. So um, yeah, I hope that's true for other people as well but I certainly feel that way that I've been uh, thinking in a new way and learning new stuff as we've been going through Great. this. Yeah. That's good. And we hope that's true for you as well, if mm-hmm. you're listening. And no matter where you are on your spiritual journey, we hope that's true too, isn't it? Because you could Definitely. be exploring faith and we hope this is giving you a little insight into maybe what Christians believe about what is yeah. to come. Maybe that's inspiring for you too, to carry on the journey of exploring faith. Mm. Yeah, Definitely. So where are we going today, Chris? Yeah, well, to, uh, up until now, in the four the, uh, podcast episodes that we've done before now, we've been looking at some of the first followers of Jesus. So people who were influenced by him, either directly because they were with him or because they heard the stories about him. People like Peter and Paul. Today, we're going to go to Jesus himself. So, you know, one of the things that you, I, I think, can't help but notice when you read the stories of Jesus, that he had a clear view on what was coming. He had a clear view on the afterlife, on what happens uh, when we die. And he had a very firm and solid belief in, in in that. And he was keen to help other people understand that as well. So it's great that we're going to straight to him today to uh, find out. So we're going to uh, think about or listen to his words coming to us from uh, kind of what it's called a sermon, I guess. So a whole bit of teaching that he did that actually went on for quite a, a long time. It took a number Number of chapters in the in the New Testament to uh, unpack all, all, all that he said there, or to log all that he said. It's called the Sermon on the Mount because Jesus was doing a sermon and it was on the side of a mountain, so hence the the title. So Jesus has been has started his kind of three year period of ministry. He's been uh, healing people and teaching people and all that kind of stuff, and that's led to like crowds of people wanting to come. They were attracted to him. There was something drawing them to him and jesus sees uh, on a particular day sees this whole crowd of people and goes up onto uh, a mountainside so that he can address them presumably because there were lots of them lots of people flocking to see him so we get an account of what happened that day from a guy called matthew who was a tax collector who was called by Jesus to follow him, to be one of his disciples, and who was an eyewitness to many of the events of the life of Jesus. And then Matthew wrote this account of uh, the life of Jesus, of the things that he'd seen in the New Testament part of the Bible. That's where we have it. So we're going to go to Matthew's account of uh, that day, that sermon, that mountainside, and hear what Jesus had to say. 
through Great. it. So you're going to read it for us. Yeah, I'm going to read from, this is Matthew 5, verse 1 to 12. If you want to follow along, you can just listen. Or if you want to grab a physical or a digital copy of the Bible, we're in Matthew chapter 5. So here we go. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Great. Do you think there are a couple of words that we should just... um unpack a little bit there just to make sure we're starting from a common understanding together so what do you think righteousness means yeah i think um it, it's it's just a slightly fancier way of saying for doing the right thing <laughs> for pursuing goodness isn't it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely good and, and i think the other word i don't know whether we use it so much these days is meek that's mm-hmm. an interesting word for me do you think that is that humility is that um, people who perhaps not are in uh, come out don't come out of like um, posh circumstances or yeah. is that is that the sort of thing that that means do you think yeah I always hear it as humility and particularly humility in the face of a circumstance that wouldn't necessarily um, naturally produce humility in you so yeah. people who are um, almost like um, oh, it's very difficult to put into words, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, I think it's an easy word. I, th- yeah. I think humility is the, yeah. is probably the root of it. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's good. Yeah, and um, and we have this phrase, "kingdom of heaven," mm. being repeated. Mm. Why why does Jesus say "kingdom of heaven," not just heaven? Do you think? Yeah, interesting. So so I, when I think of a kingdom, I think of somewhere where a king is ruling. That's what I think of. And so uh, heaven is a place where, where God rules. Uh, and I also think when I think of kingdom, I think of a place where the, the ruler or the, the rules of that place are evident everywhere. You know, that's what shaped that situation. So when I think of kingdom of heaven, I think of a place where God is ruling and where there's evidence of that rule for the good and for for the positive so it feels like a really positive kind of thing thing to me and it's and it's not just heaven because it's it implies to me a kind of a a place or or kind of a sweeping um, I'm not explaining this very well but it's kind of place or situation where um, there is there is this kind of ruling going on that's that's uh, helpful and beneficial i'm so not sure it's, I've explained so it's that quite probably. tangible isn't it yes yes and it's you know it's it it's critical we see that in jesus heaven and the rule of god and things being god's way can't be separated yeah that you know and culturally we've done that a little bit haven't we we've got heaven with 
harps and clouds and good stuff and it's in the way has been separated from god you know remembering that if there's a heaven it's because there's a god who's there and has yes kind of set things up a certain way yeah. um and yeah. it's i guess that's another thing we're kind of doing in this series is bringing that sort of more romanticized version of heaven into the reality that jesus set before people which is this tangible reality where god is on the throne yeah yeah and, and i think and again i think that's really important for what we're going to talk about today which is that um, we can get um, glimpses of the kingdom of heaven when we see places and situations where god's will and purpose is evident around us uh, is evident in things that are going on and uh, that our challenge for today not trying to give away the ball game here but our challenge for today is going to be about can we be bringers of the kingdom of heaven into our situations now this is not just something that happens some point in the future we can we can see the kingdom of heaven breaking in to our world and to our lives today and that happens when god is on the throne when something that god would purpose and will for us is coming into being uh, and, and i think that's going to be really important so that language of kingdom i hope helps us understand uh, that sort of breaking in of the purposes and will of god today as well as uh, ultimately in its ultimate form in this kind of heaven and earth joining together thing we've been talking about as this picture of heaven going yeah. forward yeah. yeah yeah so we're using these five questions to help us get to the bottom of everything that we're looking at over this series and first question is what is the context i think you talked really well about the context of why Jesus gets up and and gives this sermon. Um, I just wonder if it's worth picking up a bit more on the people that are listening to Jesus as he says these things. Yeah. Like what? Why do you think these words are so important spoken into the context that Jesus yeah, was yeah, speaking yeah. into? Well, that's such a great question and such a, a it'd be a great insight for us to imagine who's there that that day. So, you know, there are regular people, <laughs> and I think that's really important. There are people there who, who weren't wealthy or um, powerful. There were people going about their everyday lives. Uh, they may well have been, and they, there were people there who were downtrodden, who were persecuted, who were on the rough end of society and culture, the poor, those in need. They would have been well-educated and completely uneducated people there. So it's this kind of whole mix. But I think that's really important because Jesus was known as a teacher or a rabbi in the Jewish language and and typically a rabbi wouldn't be addressing people who in those days would have been considered on the margins of society or not worthy the people who were poor or weren't religious or weren't well educated or whatever but Jesus has this whole range of people who are wanting to engage with him who are wanting to hear what he's got to say so the the audience the people who are there listening to this this day it's really important it's important for us to recognize it wasn't your typical rabbi congregation you know this is a whole mix of people and i think that's really yeah. important yeah and even further than that they are not the people who would consider themselves blessed no. or who anybody else at the time and particularly religious leaders at the yeah. time would have said yes. are blessed are yeah. have have the have god smiling on them yes. or, or have yeah, yeah. have received favor yeah, from yeah. god there's an old um it may be um, a guy called Ignatius, one of the sort of 
known as one of the fathers of the early church may have been him i think who had this kind of um uh, encouragement to people when they wanted to really understand um the power and impact of um uh, the words of jesus or a bible passage or whatever it was to imagine themselves as somebody in the story Mm. And I, I just think here, this is really interesting. Imagine that you're the kind of person, you know, you're just scrabbling around trying to make ends meet. Maybe you're a subsistence farmer or, um, you know, just all you can do is grow the stuff to, to feed your family. Even that might be a struggle. You're the kind of person you've, you've not been to school, you know, you've been told all your life you're not really worthy or, or um, you don't mean anything. Um, you've certainly, as you said, never been, nobody's ever said to you, you're blessed or mm. you can be, you know, uh, uh, known by God and all of that kind mm. of stuff. Imagine, uh, uh, you, you being that person in this situation, you've heard about Jesus, you, you've, the news has gone around, you know, you, you're, um, you know, you don't have TV or anything like that. So you, you, you know, when somebody's sort of um rumors are going around about somebody you go out and you listen to them and you go out and you you see this kind of figure up on a mountainside and he starts by saying blessed you're you're blessed you're important you're significant you have value you have worth and all these amazing things that you read for us you're going to inherit the earth you know the kingdom of god belongs to people like you you're going to be called a child of god i mean that must have just been mm. absolutely mind-blowing mm. for them yeah, um, yeah. Wow. And, and i imagine yeah, imagining yourself in the story can just really kind of bring it to life yeah, like that. Yeah, what a great habit to get yeah, into, actually. Yeah. That's, that really does... Yeah, I hope I've got that it. right. It, it yeah. may well not be Ignatius, but yeah. I, I think it was, but, um, you know. <laughs> it's a good idea, whoever came up with <laughs> Whoever came up with the idea is a good one. <laughs> so, so we've definitely talked about what's the context. What about what's what's the point? What 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 is Jesus communicating to people? Yeah, well, I think he, in in this, talks about two different, situations that people might be finding and then the same person might be in experiencing both of these in their lives but he, he talks uh and gives a, a list if you like of of different struggles or attacks people might be facing or have faced so he talks about people who are mourning talks about people who are being persecuted um talks about people who are poor in spirit those kind of things so so he clearly is talking to people start starting with this list of people who may be struggling but then he's also i think talking to uh, lists characteristics of people who might be trying to do the right thing when it comes to a relationship with god you know people who are trying to be meek and humble people who are hungering and thirsting for righteousness trying to do the right thing people who are showing mercy who are being merciful who are trying to be pure in heart who are trying to be peacemakers so he also lists a bunch of people who are trying to do the right thing and i think jesus is um saying here that the key point is both those sorts of people can be blessed so if you're going through difficulties there's a blessing for you uh, from god and from the promises that god makes and if you're trying to do the right thing if you're trying to live a life in connection with god when you're displaying those qualities actually the kingdom of heaven is breaking in on earth so if you're struggling the kingdom of heaven is awaiting you and, and giving you a hope and a, um, a fortitude to get through your struggles but if you're doing the right things if you're trying to exhibit those qualities of mercy and peace and all that kind of stuff actually you're bringing heaven into the now and and i think for me that's the the key point of what mm. he's trying to say here mm. does wow. that similar thing strike you yeah absolutely mm, okay absolutely yeah. um and i love that it's these that these two camps of people one camp who can't do anything about their circumstances yeah. and it's like 
here's how to think of your situation and here's how to respond to your situation when you can't control your circumstances. And then he broadens it out to, and here's how to respond and here's how to think about your situation when you get to choose how to respond, yeah. no matter like whether you're in good circumstances or not. But here's, here's the option I want you to choose no matter what's going on, I want you to choose mercy. I want you to choose purity of heart. Yeah. I want you to choose the option of making peace rather than creating conflict. Yeah. And then this, again, I think this is the thing that's really kind of recurring in my mind over and over as we go through these episodes. They will be comforted. And it's this absolute certainty of what is, like Jesus spoke with total certainty about the fact that there would be a change in the order of things and that God would act in a new way in the future to take care of these people who have been in these circumstances or who have responded well to what life's thrown at them. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that point, actually. That's so good, so insightful uh, that there are people here who are in control of their circumstances mm. and who aren't in control of their circumstances mm. and both have the opportunity to be blessed and to display yeah. the kingdom of heaven at, at yeah. work. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and again, I think that, sorry, I'm mm. interrupting, but I think we, we keep saying that there's that, that looking forward as Jesus does with his absolute certainty to, to what is uh, coming. Great is your reward in heaven. You know, he's got, again, this absolute certainty that you reference that there is this reward in heaven and, and it's a great one. You know, it's not just, oh, you've got a reward in heaven. No, you've, great is your reward in heaven. Um, and again, we've alluded to that all this week, haven't we? That God is storing up in some of the language of the previous uh, days that we've done, some of the previous podcasts, a this kind of reward, this glorious thing in heaven. Yeah, love it. This is a, a curveball question, but what what do you think Jesus means by that reward? What, like... Are we thinking like you're going to get a bigger house or like? <laughs> I, I sit here with the advantage of having um, uh, done a talk on on Sunday uh, uh, about uh, about this, and and again, people can go back and check that out on our YouTube channel and all those different places on the podcast and that kind of stuff. Um, so one of the things Jesus says about heaven in a different place is um, about, he talks about rooms. Mm. I'm going to prepare in my father's house. There are many rooms mm. and it's this idea of home. I think that really struck me from, from that, that, you know, when, when um, I don't know about you, but you know, sometimes if I've been on a trip and I get home, I, oh, this, is, this feels so good. I'm going to sleep in my own bed, you know, open my own fridge, watch my own telly, you know, all, all that kind of stuff, which is, you know, so there's a joy in home. Mm. And that's like a my joy when I've been away on a trip and I get home. It's mm. just a tiny glimpse of what of what God is from it. So for me, one of the great words and joys of heaven will be it'll feel like home, like this is where I've always belonged. All those times I've kind of gone, do I belong here? Is this where I'm supposed to be? Or I don't feel like I fit in. All of that's gone yeah. um, because now I'm home in the most perfect and glorious way. Yeah. And just the most unspeakable joy, I think, is yeah. is what's promised. Um, and as we talked yesterday, this renewal of of this amazing world in which yeah. we live in it in perfect in its perfection yeah and experiencing that just i mean that feels pretty cool to wow. me yeah wow so 
we've been asking this tricky question. What's the tweet? What What's the short version? What's the couple of sentences I could maybe share with somebody else about what Jesus is communicating here? Yeah. Do you want, you, shall I go, do you want to go yeah. first? Have you got one? Like, right I have not. <laughs> okay, well, like, here we go. This is, this is, I wondered this. The, the promise of heaven should inspire us to be the kinds of people who bring heaven to earth now. Wow. I think that I think we've peaked at the tweet. At the tweet, that's the best. It's only one taken this week. five days <laughs> to work out the answer to the yeah. what's the tweet. Go on, so, say that one more I, time. Well, I thought oh, that yeah, was really encouraging. That's always the problem. Yeah. I can never remember. The promise of heaven should inspire us to be the kinds of people who bring heaven to earth now. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. Which for me leads on to the what's the difference question. Is well, I think there's this encouragement to us. Uh, people who uh, hold on to this hope of heaven and actually again i think this is where somebody who would say look i'm not a jesus follower here would be my challenge to somebody saying well why don't you just do something try something to to bring some of these this stuff into your situation your mm. environment to the people around you now and just see what that feels like mm. and 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 just see what it might feel like to um bring something that i would say is of god but you might not into your context now and who knows what might happen as you do that those of us who are jesus followers i tell that this is just um an encouragement to us to be the kinds of people who bring heaven to earth now through acts of mercy and peacemaking mm. through being spiritually hungry trying to um, live in a way that honors god and honors jesus and maybe if we're in one of those people in that situation and circumstance that we can't control so we're being persecuted, maybe persecuted at work or persecuted for what we believe or we're struggling right now, or we're mourning or we're mm. grieving or whatever it might be to try to hold on to the hope and the reward that awaits us in heaven as a way of sustaining us through the circumstances that we can't control now. Mm. Um, mm. So for me, that's the difference uh, thing. Um, and, and what an amazing kind of privilege to be invited by God to bring heaven to earth now yeah in all yeah. around i mean that's pretty amazing yeah it's an incredible purpose isn't it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so is there a what's next for us yeah <laughs> well i think it's look out look out for yeah. opportunities to take a step maybe it's a courageous thing you need to do a, mm. a, um a blessing you need to bring to somebody right mm. well, it, it, you know it could be something that's requires some bravery from you uh, from me but to step out and do something to um, see the the kingdom of heaven come to your situation and mm. circumstances yeah. now, live out yeah. the purpose of God now, and, yeah. and catch that glimpse of what is to come yeah. for all of eternity. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty amazing too. Yeah, I'm sitting here looking at these words and thinking. I think what's next for me is I need to ask God for some help in some of these things, because mm. you you know, blessed are the pure in heart. Mm. I mean, like. I need help having a pure heart sometimes yes. yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. like you know the a lot of these things go against our natural inclination yeah. and blessed are the peacemakers I mean I sometimes I quite enjoy giving people a prod <laughs> staring up some <laughs> mild confrontation so I think I need to like ask God to begin to transform me in some of these things that he would make me more inclined towards being a peacemaker and being pure in heart and mm that that would 
that there's an incredible promise in that that i'll be able to see him and know him as my heavenly father when i do that yeah 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 so, i know yeah absolutely take yeah. that and i think that's true for all of us isn't it yeah. um yeah but uh, yeah I, I i think i can think of moments in in my life and there are not enough of them so this is not a play my own trumpet or anything like that but but maybe when something's happened where i've shown some mercy to somebody else mm. or compassion or kindness or love or i've tried to diffuse a conflict or whatever mm. and i've come away from that thinking something happened there mm. and again we might put different language around it depending on where we are in our spiritual journey and all that kind of stuff. But I, I, I think I saw God in that moment, yeah. you know, when, when, you know, I've, uh, I've just done something to help somebody out in need yeah. and you catch a glimpse in their face of what that means to them. I, I think that's, that's God. I think you're seeing yeah. something of the kingdom of heaven breaking in there and, there, and then yeah. we are seeing God. I, I think that's amazing. Yeah. You know, it's one of the incredible things about following Jesus. And if you have not begun a journey of following Jesus yet, then it's one of the things that is maybe worth trying out mm. is that it shouldn't work, but it does. Like it shouldn't, it feels like it shouldn't work to show mercy to somebody and actually that, you know, who's actually really wronged you yeah. and that produce a better outcome. Yeah. And yet it does. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that actually as we begin to put these things into practice, we're almost like we're just trying it out. Yeah. Like does Jesus's way work? Yes. And yeah, every I can't think of a single time in my life where it hasn't yeah. worked better when I've gone with Jesus's way rather than my own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do you know there's a whole nother podcast series yeah. there, I reckon. Yeah. Of trying things the Jesus way. Yeah. Even when we don't think that works. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I reckon yeah. there's a whole other podcast like series we yeah. could do there one day. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's great. And I, I would love to hear the stories. I don't know about you, but again, uh. to our social media channels or direct messaging us or whatever, how amazing would it be if, if some of our podcast listeners got in touch with us and said, as a result of listening to that podcast, I went out and you know, ask for forgiveness from somebody I'd wronged or gave forgiveness to somebody who uh, um, uh, had wronged me or delivered a meal to people down the road from me who I know were going through a tough time or, you know, whatever it might be. You can think of a million one things. Our listeners are clever enough to think that <laughs> of those things. But then just to tell us the story of what happened when they did that, that would be amazing. Yeah. That would yeah, be really that cool. That would be really cool. Mm. Well, right. folks... I think that brings us to the end of the first week yeah, of this podcast it. series. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we really hope this has been an encouragement to you. Stay tuned and um, check in with the next message in this series. Yes. And, uh, whether, I mean, time is so confusing now if you're listening to this on demand, but <laughs> there's a, there will be or there was <laughs> another another talk to go as part of this Heaven series. And you can catch up with that on YouTube or um, come in the room on Sunday. And uh, yeah, we'll be back with more podcast episodes yeah. continuing on this theme. And next week, we're going to talk even more about what will heaven be like mm. and what hope can that grow in us. So, we can't yeah. wait. Yeah, it should be good. Thank you. Good. Thanks so much, Chris. Thank you, Becky. Mm.